Monday. It's party time. Welcome to another Chad Prather show. Here we are uh, still in Nashville. The voice. It's a little bit better, Brandon. It's a little bit better. Man, I was watching uh, I was watching some of the episodes back from last week, and I was like, I can't believe people were able to even listen to this. It was hard. <laughs> so I needed you back there in Dallas uh, kind of rubbing some, some, uh, some funk on it, making it sound better, but uh, there wasn't much you could do with it. Morning voice. You know, we, we, like enough, to, but... we keep it natural out here. You know, we fight through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard – did you guys get some rain yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we got some pretty good rain for like two hours. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I heard from uh, down where my house is, north of Houston, I heard that there was a little rain. And uh, it started raining here in Nashville, and I was like, I don't know what this stuff is. So uh, I guess the fall is coming. Maybe it'll wash some of these allergies away. Anyway, I have um, I, I got to give some shout-outs here. I, I, I've been here in Nashville because we're working on this project with uh, Based, the record label. And uh, we went into the studio on Thursday uh, the Castle Recording Studio down in Franklin. Incredible place. Tons of history. Everybody's recorded there um, from Alabama to Ziggy Marley. I mean, it's insane. Everybody in between. And uh, we went in there with just some top-notch, incredible musicians. And you, it, I love when you start, when you when you write these songs, you put these things out there, these projects you work on, and then they start to come to life. It's like giving birth to a baby, you know? And, and it's like, oh, I don't know what this is going to look like. And, and it comes out really, really beautiful. So, uh, still here all this week so i'm so thankful for the nashville crew and and you know brandon on your end you and joe taking care of things remotely the way that you are with i'm remote you guys are at home but thank you for that but we're doing some incredible stuff out here and i'm excited as we get into the upcoming months and into the fall towards even towards christmas some of the projects that are going to be coming out so stay tuned for that um I have been I have been so dadgum busy. I've been home in my own bed one night this entire month of August, and um, I'm okay with that. It's been this has been a hard month with a lot of stuff going on. Party foul Steve came to see me. He jumped on a plane the other night, just just last minute jumped on the plane and flew up to Nashville, and he flew back out this morning. So he spent the weekend with me. It was good, and um, talked to him about some great things. Trying to get him back on the show. I want to I want to get him back on. Here. And I, I say that and the Blaze executives are going to cringe and they're going to go, oh, dear God. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> we need some party foul Steve back in our life on the Chad Prather show. Um, so anyway, tons of stuff going on. Be looking forward to it. And uh, I will tell you guys before we get into this, because I, I, I kind of feel a rant coming on on this topic. Um, uh, Kansas City, I'm going to be with you uh, on the 14th through the 16th there at the Kansas City Comedy Club. Go to uh, chadpratherlive.com, get your tickets, and come hang out with us. All right, so, um, I, you know, by all all reports, it seems that um, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, COVID, the new variants, it's going to make a comeback. We talked about it last week, how Anthony Fauci said that it has, it's not gone away. It's not going to go away. And so now you have certain places, certain schools, certain medical clinics uh, that are requiring masks. Um, there are certain uh, public, you know, places. I've made some people big mad 
on social media about this because they said, well, you just remember when it's time for when, when that happens and they tell you to put a mask on and you're not willing to do it, that you don't raise a big stink and you don't you don't make a big show out of it. You just leave their business. And I said, I, I will not even walk into their business. I, I will not in any way, shape or form beg to stay at their business, because if you are just peddling sheep through the door in order to serve them under the conditions of, uh, let's call it medical tyranny, I'm not going to sit there at a table, walk into a restaurant with a mask on, take the mask off when I sit at the table and then have a 16 year old who's working for a minimum wage job waiting tables come and lecture me on how I need to adhere to a certain protocol. I'm just not going to do it. And there's millions of Americans who are not going to do it as well. So I'm going to keep harping on this. This is the platform that I have been given. And I'm going to keep telling you that you men out there, you men, you need to practice a word. And I don't care who it upsets. I don't care who gets angry with you. I don't care who pushes back. But there's this very simple one syllable word. I want you men in particular to repeat after me. And I want you to teach it to your family. And the word is no, no, not going to do it. Not putting a mask on my face. Not going to do all of the nonsense that they tried to put everybody through the last time. People adhered to it. A lot of people who did it, they did it with good intentions uh, and they thought they were doing the right thing. A lot of those people are not going to do it again. When you start shutting down businesses, when the when the state of Texas itself was thrust into an economy worse than the Great Depression, when when tens of millions of jobs are lost, when businesses go out of business that never come back again, restaurants, uh, venues, uh, you know, places that have been open for 70 years closed and will never open up again. Why? Because of of this idea that. Um, that that this that this Chinese flu was going to be the death of all of us. They lied to us in order to control us. You know that. Now, now again, someone said to me on social media the other day, they said, well, I don't want somebody coughing and, and, and blowing snot and their germs in my face. I'm like, I don't people don't do that to me. I don't know where you're going. But people don't do, people don't just walk up and cough in my face. I, I'm 50. I'm almost 51 years old to this day. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about accidents, but by and large, I don't hang around with people who can't keep their crap in their mouth and blow it all over me. Um, I, I don't stick around people like that. OK, so if you're hanging around those people, that's a personal issue. You need to find new friends. And so <clears throat> I don't need I don't need your face diaper in order to keep myself protected, okay? Well, you would want your doctor to wear a face mask if they were doing surgery on Yes, that's, that's actually true. If someone is going to cut me open and work on the inside of my body, I would prefer it if, if you know, their personal uh, spit and stuff like that doesn't dribble into my open cavities. That, that would be fantastic. But again, I don't think that the 16-year-old working at the, uh, at the, cracker barrel waiting the tables is going to be spitting into my organs all right so so i think i can handle our face to face to face interaction so men i want you to learn the word no uh use it and use it boldly um 
you know, remind yourself that you still have a little testosterone, that you still have a little freedom. Put your hand down your pants, see if you still have some testicles. But I want you to use that testicular fortitude to just say no. Not going to do it. I mean, I, I ran across the picture of Stacey Abrams there in the state of Georgia sitting there. You remember that picture? It's an iconic picture at this point. She's sitting there with her big gappy smile in the middle of all those kindergartners. All the kindergartners are masked up. And there she is, you know, with her face exposed. The hypocrisy of that is astounding. The fact that people continue to put up with it, it's nonsense. And it's going to come back and they're going to try to do it. You know it. I'm going to keep talking about this. You can get sick of me saying it. I don't care at this point point after what we went through and put ourselves and our families through for three years we cannot let it happen again i want you to play a clip for me brandon i want you to play clip number seven a surge in COVID-19 cases has led to pandemic era mandates returning to some places. Yeah, mask mandates are making a comeback in some parts of the nation as a new subvariant rises. While infection rates are nowhere near pandemic levels, this spike in cases has doctors on alert and warning against panic, though. Many remind the public to practice good hygiene by washing their hands frequently. I want that girl to unpinch her nose when she talks. It sounds like me last week and kind of like me now. Oh, coming back to pandemic levels. Hey, we, hey, we're going to put our masks back on and we're going to go around and have our little. Uh, it, listen, this cult of safetyism has got to stop. And the mask being your talisman that is basically your virtue signal that says, look, I'm the good, obedient sheep. Uh, well, you're being sacrificed on the altar. No, 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 no. You know, I was sick three weeks ago. I don't know. Maybe I had that. COVID variant. Everybody's talked, everybody I talked to says, oh, be careful. COVID's going around again. Okay. Okay. What do you want me to do about that? All right. I, you, you, I, I literally, I, I was at a place last night, uh, live music going on and, and so many people walking up to me, talking to me this close to my face. And I'm like, you know, it wasn't COVID that I worry about. It's just, I don't like people in my personal space. I don't like people, you know, talking that close to my face again i'm not gonna let you come up and cough all over me why i'm gonna hey you know give me a little bit of space but i'm not gonna sit there and worry about it have a shot of tequila and move on man <laughs> i mean it's not that hard to do but they're gonna push this thing and it's gonna happen and it's absolutely ridiculous if we allow this to happen again because again i have the right i have the ability as as a as a free market capitalist i can spend my money where i choose to spend it i tell people right now we've been telling people you know listen we and i, I probably shouldn't even say this on the show but i'm going to tell you you know we 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 have a business we we shop with melaleuca you know melaleuca is, is an american-owned company and we we get our you know um our house cleaning our laundry our you know personal goods soaps shampoos conditioners all these things we buy from there you know and we, and we tell other people to buy from there hey if you want to buy from there let me know i'll get you signed up and we'll go from there um i get we sometimes make a little money off of other people shopping there again that's great that's a free market economy it's something you get to, you get to do american-owned values-driven company and i tell people i said you know what's going to happen they're going to shut everything down again and you know what's going to happen everybody's going back on amazon.com amazon doesn't share your values the, these companies like walmart and walmart.com and all these places they don't share your values 
So I tell them, I said, you need to figure out right now where you're going to be getting your goods. And, you know, I push people towards places like Melaleuca. Take it for what you want to take it. I'm just saying make a personal plan so you don't have to spend your money with companies that want to shut you down. Restaurants that want to shut you down. that want to steal your personal liberty. Stock up. Buy some chickens. Buy some chickens and lay your own eggs, okay? <laughs> do what you got to do, but do not adhere to the nonsense that's coming back. Now, I, I'm all for, yeah, you get around somebody, you know, you, you got to go visit somebody that's in the hospital, somebody who is immunocompromised. I'm not telling you to be an ass. I'm not telling you to be stupid. Yes, there are safety precautions that are out there. But you know what? If you're a perfectly healthy, normal human being that interacts with people on a day-to-day basis, don't sit there and have them do something so stupid as to tell you that if you're standing, you got to wear a mask, but if you're sitting you can take it off. That's just dumb. There's no common sense in that. So can, can, you, can we please just separate what's being said and what's not being said? I'm not telling you to go out there and be stupid and barf all over somebody. I'm not telling you to do that. Okay, let's be clear. I'm not telling you to go out there and jeopardize someone, but I am telling you that these businesses, what they did for three years was nonsense. It was nonsense. You get on an airplane, which which is German infested, but my God, you you got better filters on an airplane than in, in most cases. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You you think that little N95 mask is really going to make all that difference? Do you know how many things you touch throughout the day? All the things that you get in your nose and in your mouth and in your system. Come on, man. God made you stronger than that. <laughs> I hope so, because I mean, I want us to just at least be strong enough to, to say no, just say no. All right. Hey, guys, um, our uh, our faithful sponsor uh, for this segment, Barrel Buddy, you know, uh, I talk to you all the time about cleaning your guns. You got to do that. And uh, I, I'm ready to go home. It's going to be therapeutic for me when I get home. I'm going to pull all of my guns out of the closet, out of the safe, putting them out. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to spend some time cleaning guns, taking them apart, putting them back together. And uh, sometimes it gets to be a dirty job. But, you know, you use the patches. They're inefficient. The rope cleaning bores, you know, the bore snakes, they don't necessarily do so good. I like using Barrel Buddy. Um, when I found them, I loved them. And they're a better solution. They compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. You put it on the end of the rod. You push it through the barrel. They clean the rifling grooves. There's seven different sizes to choose from, so you can find anything to match any caliber firearm that you own. They're composed of the polymers that don't leave behind the residuals uh, or the, like the particles, the lint, stuff like that. So it's a safer concept. It scrubs. It collects the stuff that's inside and it pulls it out, pushes it out. Then it absorbs the remaining residue and it buffs the interior of the surface of your, of your barrel clean. So you can even lubricate your firearm while you are cleaning it. So cleaning your gun is a really important step in being a responsible gun owner. Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept. It's a better way to take care of your firearm, and I want you to get some. You're going you're gonna to love them the way that I love them. So I want you to go to BarrelBuddy.com today. That is BarrelBuddy.com, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, Brandon, here's what I want to know. Is any, I've been gone for a week. Anybody around there asking about me? Does anybody even give a damn? Do they, does anybody even care that I'm gone? Do they, have they noticed? You know, to be honest, we've been starting so early that I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. 
No. They don't know. I see them stalking my social media, though. I see them out there. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Sarah um, misses you, if no one else does. Uh, well, I just uh, during the break, Sarah just texted me um, <laughs> about. Uh, yeah, she. She's. I'm always hearing from Sarah. That's for sure. Um, and I miss her. God bless Sarah Gonzalez. She's my. She my boo thing. Um, but um, all right, let's get let's get to the elephant in the room. The the mugshot, right? That's that's what we. That's the mugshot. Um, you know, Trump, <laughs> Trump turns himself in on Thursday. He, uh, is there in Fulton County. I mean, the motorcade takes him and and then he, then he, he tweets. I like his first tweet right back. And, and the, the tweet was huge. I mean, the thing got, uh, what was it like? However many million in, in like under 24 hours. And, uh, that I mean that that tweet when I saw it I was like there it is CJ and I were at dinner and um, it popped up on my my notifications on my phone and uh, so that's his first tweet in in t more than two years and uh, got 211 million views in less than 24 hours uh, and I was like and I retweeted it I was like here we go let's do this thing I, I had some choice words to say underneath his tweet. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the clip of the people in the bar when they had it on the big screen, like in a sports bar and how the place just went insane when the tweet popped up because they had it on the big screen. Um, I, this, this mugshot, I, and by the way, Brandon, I, I texted Alexander yesterday and I said, listen, man, I, I want a mug. I want a coffee mug that has i want us to sell it at uh, chatonblaze.com i want a coffee mug with the with the outline of trump's face the drawing of trump's face uh -huh. that just says mug <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i was i was waiting in there i had alexander ready to go the second that thing dropped we were putting that on shirts hoodies yeah. everything yeah i've seen i've seen the um the shot glasses out there now that have his picture the mug shot on there that just says mug shot which uh. is genius and, and here's the thing a lot of people said oh see you guys are a bunch of grifters and all this kind of stuff and i'm like no no i said what you guys don't understand is is this is how we troll you like like this is how you you want to make this thing for evil we just take we just take the mug shot and we flip it on you and we're like look we'll capitalize off this thing literally as free market capitalists we will capitalize off of this so um, you know, everybody put a T-shirt out. I mean, within a, within 15 minutes of the mugshot being released, I had a T-shirt out at uh, we have 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 ours at realwomensclub.com. I think the Blaze has one out there, and uh, and I think Trump raised uh, like seven and a half million dollars mm -hmm. after the mugshot was released. So, um, it, I, it's interesting to me that they think this thing is is so evil, and of course Trump. You know, it's going to be, oh, it's detrimental to Trump. We want the mugshot. You, you guys have no, you, y'all don't understand. We're willing to use that to troll and flip the script every single time. And y'all can sit back and you can mock and you can laugh and you can point your fingers. But at the end of the day, look, we know that this is a sham. We know that it's a scam. Oh, Trump tried to overturn the election. Do you know how many people in 2016, following that election, how many people tried to do that? Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, I mean, there's a list. Maxine Waters not only said the, the election needed to be overturned, but she also said you need to harass Trump supporters 
when they're in public places. I mean, at what point in time is somebody like that? She's a public official. At what point in time is she supposed to be held accountable? I mean, every single one of them said something about it. Joe Biden said something about it. Uh, Hillary Clinton, we know, said a whole lot about it. Nancy Pelosi said a ton about it. Um, when, look at... Um, Look at uh, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff talking about Russian collusion. He said he had un- irrefutable, undeniable evidence. He had tons of evidence. He said that. But Ned, he wasn't held accountable. When are any of these people going to be held accountable? And because Trump says, hey, we got to find 11,000 votes. Yeah, okay. If you're going to hold somebody accountable for that, you got to hold everybody accountable for stuff like that. But they're not going to do that. You say, oh, well, we don't have any indictments for Obama or Hillary or Joe Biden. No kidding, because that's what you're going you're gonna, to you're not going to do it. You're not going to hold them accountable. James Comey dropped the charges. The FBI dropped the charges against Hillary Clinton. Well, it's hard to do anything when you guys have, you know, everybody on your side and the whole, you know, whatever is, is a, you know, a one-sided justice system. So here goes Trump. Trump goes in and he turns himself in. I think he's there for like, what, 20 minutes, does the mugshot, checks in. Boom, he's gone. He's back out of there. And... um a couple of interesting things. Uh, first of the, first of all, this clip, we're going to go to two, Brandon. Uh, this clip ought to piss you off because here's the president of the United States, Joe Biden, who, by the way, Joe Biden, who went on, who was on vacation while Maui burned. And then before he went to Maui, went on vac- vacation to Tahoe and then went to Maui for a day or two and then came back directly back to vacation in Tahoe. So he's here in Lake Tahoe, and, and this is what he had to say when they asked about the mugshot. Play clip number two. Have you seen Donald Trump's mugshot yet? Mr. President, are you worried at all about that? I, I did see it on television. What'd you think? Handsome guy. Wonderful so, guy. So, first of all, you hear the booze. I, I have crisscrossed this nation now for a couple of years, and uh, specifically in the last couple of, two years, I have not run across anyone, anyone who um, is a supporter of Joe Biden. I, I, like, I see it online, but I can't find anybody who just says, yeah, that's my guy. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I got a bumper sticker, going to wear a hat. I'm riding with Biden. I don't, I've, I've yet to see it. I don't think I've seen it a single time. I went to lunch yesterday. Uh, with with my kids and um, we were sitting there in a restaurant and got to talking to the waitress there and she had moved to the area from Chicago and she was asking how Chicago was doing I said well interesting you bring that up I said you know right now Chicago has instituted a new push their new mayor has instituted a push for um, shootings to happen between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. so that's their logic is they're telling the gangbangers in Chicago just make sure it's after 9 p.m. and you quit by 9 a.m. and then you know there's various other things going on like they're wanting to sue automakers for making car easier to steal because it's happening so much in places like Chicago. So we were into this conversation and she said, I just don't know what to do. And I said, well, let me tell you what you do. You stop voting for for liberals. You stop putting liberal bureaucracy, progressive liberal leftist bureaucracies in place in places like Chicago. And she said, well, what do we do? I said, you vote for Trump. She goes, I don't know about that. And I said, what are your choices? Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's already leading, you know, Ron DeSantis by like 40, 50 points. He's going to be the guy. 
He's going to be the guy. He will be the guy on the ballot. So what are your choices? Well, I, I just I don't know what I should do. Look at the results. Joe Biden is being booed here. They ask him a question. What do you think about the mugshot? His immediate response, because this is what supposed dementia-ridden dictators in a banana republic do when they're asked about something that is, a, that is an absolute travesty of constitutional justice when this is you're persecuting your political rival in this way. I mean, look at the crap they've put Trump through from wiretaps to lies to collusion conspiracies, all this nonsense, the raiding of his home, all these different things that they've done. And, and whether you're a Trump supporter or not, it should piss you off that this is happening in America. Oh, justice, justice. There's no justice. There is no justice. If there's truly justice, then why isn't everybody being held accountable? I've told you this before. Every president that sat in the Oval Office for the last 60 years should have been impeached if we truly are a constitutional republic. But people don't know the Constitution. They don't understand how it's been trampled on over and over again. These people, these people who are elected to, to office in Washington, D.C., and I don't care which office it is, they're not operating underneath the Constitution, the foundations of the principles of our founding fathers. They're not. They're doing whatever they want to do without any, without any reproach and without any accountability. They're acting like a bunch of dictators. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. You, you, want, you, you are going to laugh at a reporter who asks you about a mugshot of not only a former president of the United States, but who is your political rival in this election period. And you're going to laugh and you're going to say, oh, handsome guy, wonderful guy. Now, you know, I've seen some people online who say, see, he took the high road because Joe Biden has class and dignity. Joe Biden doesn't have a brain. Joe Biden doesn't have a firing synapse. Joe Biden doesn't have a collective thought. Joe Biden doesn't have a memory. Joe Biden doesn't remember what he had for breakfast that morning. Joe Biden doesn't remember going to Hawaii a couple of days before. So Joe Biden doesn't know anything about a high road or a low road. Joe Biden is a crooked, bribery-ridden politician, and he's part of a crime syndicate, and everybody out there knows it, but the fact that you keep defending it is ridiculous to me. So Joe Biden laughs, and he says, oh, handsome guy. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy. He's being sarcastic. We know that. He's being hyperbolic. He is being, uh, he's trying to be funny. But it's not funny. A deal like this is not funny because, again, if they can go after Donald Trump, if they can go after people who have been a part of, of the Trump inner circle, then they're going to go after you. They're going to go after you. I don't know if you know this or not. They're going to go after you. You know, I brought this up last week. I hate bringing this up. Tucker Carlson asked him the question. They said, do you think they're going to kill you? Do you think they're going to kill you? I think that's the next step. I think that's the next step because they don't care anymore. They don't care about justice. They want this man completely out of the picture and he can't go away. He's wealthy enough. He has enough support out there. He just will not go away. No matter what they do to him, he won't go away. He's not going to quit. He's a tick that is just not going to let go. And he is sucking the blood out of that system. And they hate it. They despise it. They do not want to be exposed. And to them, Donald Trump's existence is exposure. 
They're always one step away from something being exposed, and they don't like it. Now, and, and they parade they parade their assault and their persecution under the name of patriotism and say, oh, it's a threat to democracy. Most of them can't define democracy. Most of them can't define constitutional republic. Most of them doesn't, they don't know what any of the words they're tossing around are. But it sounds good, and it sounds like something you need to be doing to protect our country. Got to get Donald Trump. But here's the thing. If they go after Donald Trump and they're willing to even use violence, I mean, they did it. <laughs> they, they've done it with a lot of other people throughout American history. They, they, the people they wanted shut up. They've done it with them. What, what's keeping them from doing it with Donald Trump? What's keeping them from doing it to you? That's the problem. We'll talk about it some more. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So, you know, what's already happening here when it comes to this election is is there's already talk like particularly it's happening in New Hampshire where there's the questions about whether Donald Trump is even eligible to be on the ballot for president um, is happening in New Hampshire. They're talking about keeping him off the ballot. You know, we'll, we'll hear more about this. And, um, you know, here's the thing. And, I, and I'll be so bold as to say this. You know, Ron DeSantis, uh, who I've liked perfectly fine, uh, his campaign is crap. It's crap. I don't, I don't know who's running that campaign. It's garbage. I mean, they've run it in the ground. But to be fair, Donald Trump's campaign's been running the ground, too. It's crap. It's garbage. Um, he has the grassroots supports. He's got the MAGA support. He's got, you know, the people that, that feel like, you know, the injustice was done. Those people aren't going anywhere. But the campaign is being run terribly. So I don't know that anybody has a mode mobilized strategy for what's happening here. Now, the scary thing, you know, is is if Trump is off the ballot, does he run third party? Is he become a write-in? And this is what I was alluding to last week. That's when it becomes a big debacle because now we are getting into a point where votes are being split. They, you know, I, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I could make an argument either way that the grassroots conservative support out there or, or, or people who are just so sick to death of Biden policies – They'll vote for a fish before they vote for Joe Biden again. Uh, that could happen. Um, and maybe it does get to a point where everything is so divided on the conservative side of the ballot that there's that by default, Joe Biden is, is ushered back into a second term simply because the votes are so divided. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I want to go to 11. Um, <laughs> back to that mugshot here. Uh, play. The numbers, by the way, are interesting that are coming in on the polling um, of, of particularly black Americans who are moving over towards supporting Trump. Um, interesting, if true. Um, I don't know that I believe any of the poll numbers. I don't know that I believe them ever. But it, some interesting trends tend to be happening. Play clip number 11. What's your honest reaction to Trump's mugshot? I think it's really a good thing for the black community. And every time a mugshot come out of those said rappers, the album goes crazy. Now that Trump is no longer a stranger to the culture, he's a part of it. It's going to backfire. Trump is a brother now. I'm sorry. You go to you go to God. You go to jail in Zone Six Atlanta. You a brother. These so-called blacks nowadays, we rocking with Trump, man. Even the youth, they know what time it is, man. My first vote ever, ever. 
I'm, I'm, I'm saying to the man, man. The more you indict, the more we unite. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood, gangsters. Holler about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo, woo, wah. As you seen his caravan ride through the hood in Atlanta and you seen all the love he got when I tell you I speak for the hood I tell you this sincerely we don't like you anyway we don't like the government and we watch you f with the only man that's ever offered black people anything you know I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and I was saying this I said you know these indictments are going to ignite the black community the you know especially the the deep urban community who can relate to this sense of two-tier justice and this sense of uh you know malfeasance when it comes to you know the court systems and and the judicial system and the and the jail system and uh and there's a mugshot you know i mean suddenly you got some solidarity there and i said i think you're going to start seeing a lot of folks that are going to come out and say yeah well, i think i think we're going to be on trump's side now I, I think we're seeing it and for whatever reason whether you choose to justify it or not in your mind or just trying to wash it away there it is it's happening uh i mean i watched you know the motorcades coming through and i was listening to the commentary of the people on the street and i was like yep here we go uh these these folks you know, they're not being brainwashed necessarily by the mainstream media's narrative of what they want you to believe about Donald Trump. They're seeing things with their own eyes. And that's I guess that's what I'm trying to encourage more people to do is just think critically. Look at what's going on. Uh, this ongoing nonsensical attack. I mean, look, you say, well, he helped incite an insurrection on January 6th. You can't you can't even justify regardless of what happened on January 6th. You cannot justify the way they have treated these supposed criminals who were engaged in activities on January 6th. You know, you put them in there without charge. They've been in solitary confinement. People have committed suicide. Uh, I mean, you talk about a faulty justice system that has happened. So, so we can't look at the American court system and say, hey, everything is great. You know what? The black community knows that. They know it's not. Point of fact, everybody goes in there uh, and turns themselves in on this indictment thing. They go to Fulton County. They get their mug shot. The one black guy, he's still there. He's still in jail. Everybody else is out in 20, 30, 45 minutes. The one black guy who goes and turns himself in under the Trump indictment, he's still there. You know, <laughs> do you think people in the black community don't see through that, that there's a problem here? Why are they keeping the one black guy? It's like the guy said, Trump's a brother now. <laughs> I mean, Trump's a brother now. You want to talk about problems in the Democratic Party? You let that message get out. Trump's a brother now. You, the Democrats are going to have a problem. Go keep y'all in chains. Yeah, Chad, the, the more yeah. interesting I found found with that is not so much that I believe most of those people will actually like vote, but I think what's more interesting <laughs> is the is culturally it's shifting. And that's more important. Yeah. Trump is almost becoming he's getting his cool back again. And if he gets that yeah. broad enough, then yeah, he's a problem for them. You're right. And and that's why that's why uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm picking you up on election day. I'm driving you. Down. We're going to the hood and we're going to vote for Trump. We're going down. We're going to vote for Trump. And, um, I, you know, I've never, I've never, um, just 
sparked that conversation with a lot of people, just strangers like I did yesterday at lunch mm-hmm. when it comes up. And I'm just like, you know what? You need to vote for Trump. I, like I've never I've never really pushed that. I've never done that because I've never been somebody that says this is who you need to go vote for. I, I don't think I ever have. I'm like I, I did it last week pretty boldly on this show when I said I'm going to vote for Trump. And I am because this is this is just an injustice. Um, you don't know and folks, you don't have all the information. I don't have all the information that's out there um, and they're not going to give it to you. But I can tell you, based on what I'm seeing, I was better off with Donald Trump in office. Uh, you, you can you can talk about Operation Warp Speed and he made his mistakes. He did. Boy, it was a mistake. And, and at this point, he's unforgiven in my book when it comes to that. Because in the first segment, when I'm talking about all the shutdowns and the lockdowns and I'm telling you to say no, I'm still pissed at Donald Trump for that. But I was still better off. And so was the black community, by the way. Yeah, you can't change my mind there. I I think the numbers don't lie. Uh, I think Donald Trump did a lot for the black community. I mean, you had record low unemployment for the black community and, and minorities in general. Um, you can't tell me that people are better off under Joe Biden. You, you just can't tell me that when you go to McDonald's and you go to the drive through and, and a hamburger and French fries and a Coke are $16, $17 uh, with stuff you used to get off the dollar menu is now five bucks. I mean, you, you can't tell me that you're better off. And, and again, you have these companies out there that are using the Bidenomics as an excuse to increase their prices because the cost of everything has gone up. Uh, the, the cost of shipping, the cost of supplying, the cost of fuel, everything has gone up at this point. And you just can't tell me that that you're better off under Joe Biden. So um, I'm with them on that. Uh, I'm, I'm with them. Uh, real quick, let's play. And let's bring this kind of to a close because I'm going to go to another topic in the next segment. Uh, play clip number 10. You challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election. And I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Thank you very much. You know, he's not going to go away. I mean, that's a fact. So there he is. He said, we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. Uh, Trump, he just keeps on talking. That's part of the problem. He just keeps on talking. Uh, but real quick, before we go to the break, uh, go to nine, please. I want to play clip number nine. This is what CNN did. Uh, yeah, just play the clip. This is the inmate number for the former president of the United States. <laughs> P, I don't know, is that a, be a zero or an O? P0113580 nine. Former president of the United States has an inmate number. And it's P01135809. 
Yeah. You, you can literally hear the blood flowing to Anderson Cooper's erection right there. I mean, he's so excited. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. I don't know if you guys saw the clip. I, I, I shared it on my social media. It's on my Twitter and on my Instagram at Watch Chad. Go follow um, and check it out where this mother, I assume, um, I don't know what that person identifies as but this mother is talking to her child and really trying to manipulate her into becoming a man you know saying if you do you want to be a boy do you want to grow up and be a man i mean it, this stuff is getting so brazen that um i mean it, we know that it's child abuse but this idea that it's not happening again you're lying to yourself uh there'll be some heat coming down on santana uh play clip he, this is what he had to say about this topic play clip number six. Oh, you're lying your ass up there is no virtual reality when god made you and me before we came out of the womb you know who you are and what you are Later on, when you grow up and you see things and you start believing that you could be something that it sounds good, but you know it ain't right. Because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. So I'm okay with that. I am like this with my brother Dave Chappelle. Now, he comes out and he says that uh, trans people, quote, ain't right and should stay in the closet. Well, he is, uh, you know, he, he'd had enough. So he gets in his concert, middle of the thing, and he goes into a little rant. You know, when God made you and me before we came out of the womb, uh, you know who you are and what you are. And um, says uh, later on, when you grow out of it, you see things, you start believing that you should be something that it sounds good, but you know it ain't right because a woman is a woman, a man is a man. Well, he has now apologized, of course. Um, I sincerely apologize to the transgender community and everyone I offended. I realized that what I said hurt people, and that was not my intent. Um, well, whether it hurt their feelings or not, Carlos, um, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Um, you know, yeah, I understand that this is a contentious cultural issue. Um, and it, but let me tell you something. Um, when, when you compare what you said with the video that I alluded to with a mom who's trying to talk her daughter into becoming a boy. Um, yeah. I understand there is very small percentages of legitimate gender confusion that's out there, but this trend that we keep propping up and pushing is nonsense. And then for you to come back out and apologize, don't come back out and apologize. Dude, listen, you're 76 years old. You've lived your life. You've done your thing. You've been a rock star. You've won a Grammy. If that's your conviction, if that's your opinion, say it, stick with it. If they cancel you, they cancel you. Alice Cooper comes out and said basically the same thing last week. You know, I'm going to go out there and say, here's a guy, Alice Cooper, who has, um, you know, has, <laughs> well, he's built a career calling himself Alice. If Alice 
who is a biological male rock star, wants to come out and say, you know what, boys are boys and girls are girls. I'm going to go ahead and go with that and say, listen, we understand you, you, you did a trendy thing as a, as a, as a rocker, as a hard rocker. And it was very controversial with, with the, you know, the stage performance and the makeup and calling yourself Alice Cooper and the whatever. But when that person comes out and says, you know, boys are boys and girls are girls maybe listen to them. (laughs) I mean, you've spent the last however many hundred years, you know, on stage calling yourself Alice, but no, seriously, this, this stuff of, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around people who go out and make these big political or cultural statements and then they don't stand by them. Just don't say them in the first place. Don't say them in the first place. But what, where I come down is children are being abused. They are being abused. They're being manipulated. You watch these videos. It's sad to see them because the kid wants to please the parent. The parent is obviously, whether it's Munchausen syndrome by proxy, where they are trying to goad the child into something. And I think it's an identity issue for the parent because the parent needs to have some kind of sense of formed oppression. And therefore, they're bringing their kid into it so that they can play the victimized person and say, oh, see, my kid, what they're dealing with. And now they go out into the public forum. They virtue signal by saying they virtue signal by saying oh my child is transgender this is my plight I want you to hear my story and now they automatically are given some kind of a platform whereby everybody has to stop what they're doing bow down to them and listen to listen to their saga about how their child is transgender and struggling through all of these things no it's a situation that you manipulated and created because you wanted that level of trauma in your life and the rest of the world is supposed to bow down to this fantasy that you have created and who gets sacrificed on the altar it's the child that you chose to not only bring into this world but rather to raise them with a sense of healthy identity self-confidence and a sense of being knowing who they are that has dignity and destiny you confuse the hell out of them and now they grow up with a lot of problems a lot of freaking problems that child wasn't sitting around going you know I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. I, right now I'm playing with the Barbies or the G.I. Joes. I, I, I'm going to sit here and have a good time. We're going to throw tea parties and we're going to have fun and we're going to make mud pies and we're going to bake little cakes and cookies and we're going to pretend to do all of these things in our fantasy world while we play princess. You don't have to come and invade the, the, the child's fantasy with your own superimposed fantasy that you concocted based off the trends that you have found in the world around you in culture. And I think that crap needs to be called out as much as we possibly can call it out. Okay. And I say that without apology. If that hurts your feelings, whoop de doo. Whoop de doo. You, you, I don't have anything, so you can't really cancel me. <laughs> Stop abusing children. Stop abusing children. Uh, so many things. So many things I want to say on that, but I think that you, you get my point. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. We're not done. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. You know, last Christmas, uh, a black motorist drives over 60 people in a Christmas parade. Uh, then here in Nashville, um, a trans person goes into a Christian school and, and shoots it up. Uh, there's still no motive on either of those, no motive. But a person who 
apparently is a white supremacist with Nazi swastikas on their gun and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, a mentally ill person goes into a Dollar General in a racially motivated hate crime and shoots it up there in Jacksonville. And immediately there's a not only a motive, but there is a manifesto and all of that stuff is being released. And, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to blame the guns. The guns are the problem. Well, the Jacksonville Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Waters there, he had uh, something to say about that. Play clip 13, please. Well, we have to stop people that have bad intentions. Guns, is, the, the story is always about guns. It's, the people are bad. This guy's a bad guy. If I could take my gun off right now and I lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that handgun and starts shooting people with it, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. Now, guns are a tool that people use to do, do, do horrible things, but um, it's the individuals that, that wield these things. So we, we are working hard to try to, to try to stop that. But in this situation, in this case, there was nothing saying there was nothing illegal about him owning the, owning the firearms. There you go. And hopefully he doesn't have to walk that back. Hopefully there's no apology issued. Hopefully he'll stand by that because that is a 100% accurate assessment. It's not about the gun. It's about the person. And even deeper than that, it's about the sin inside the soul of the person. So God bless the folks involved in that situation. It's a tragedy. There's no doubt about it. We don't make any light of it, um, of any of those situations. But but again, they are immediate to jump to the motive unless it doesn't fit the narrative. And that this is one of those right here. They're trying to do that. There's no excuse for this. It's the person. All right. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I love you. Uh, sign up at the Blaze, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad, and we'll be with you tomorrow. I love you. God bless you. Bye.